Faris Kariuki. I'm the host of the Pure Infrastructure Podcast. Uh, my day job is running Pure Infrastructure, which is a consulting firm. Um, Pure Infrastructure is graciously sponsored by VMware. Today's guest is actually, incidentally, uh, I've known him for a while, several years. Uh, he's also a VMware customer. Um, he's Jeremiah Chunge, who's the head of Alternative Channels and Technology at Genghis Capital Limited. Jeremiah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Faris. So I'll, I'll begin with just a background. Who is Jeremiah? How did you get yeah. into tech? Like just a brief biography of <laughs> Jeremiah is. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, so Jeremiah is, uh, of course, now a tech professional, but the journey started uh, quite a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I think after I finished high school, I was not sure if I want to do technology or I want to do, you know, that's those, those <laughs> periods when you're trying to decide. Yeah. And uh, it was almost about the time when you know, the, the year 2K had come, year 2000, mm. and there's internet and there's computers and everyone is getting excited about opening a Yahoo email and sending an email <laughs> yeah. here and there. Um, so I, I thought, I think it's, a, it's, it's something new and fascinating that I'll want to get into and uh, just learn the ropes and see what more can this new excitement and buzz uh, mm. bring to the table. Yeah. yeah, so I decided to do um, the technology course uh, of course, during campus, we formed a small group, started doing uh, IT stuff amongst ourselves, teaching ourselves extra. Um, and I think that passion now developed more um, until even now we started even teaching some of our uh, colleagues at uh, school some things that we knew that maybe they didn't know or uh, we knew beforehand on, on the coursework. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, and I think that's somewhere along the way where we used to now meet in a row before yeah. uh, skunkworks meetings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, skunkworks meetings. That was 14 years ago. 14 19, years ago, yes. 13, 14 years yes. ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for skunkworks meetings, everyone coming, sharing the ideas, yeah. you know, talking about the new technologies out there, what's yeah. coming up. So that kept the excitement and, and, and bubble, you know, burning. And uh, uh, once I finished, of course, that was the channel and direction I was going to. Yeah. And... Uh, Throughout, I've been progressively uh, building experience from being a solid tech, yeah. hands-on on programming and shell scripting and networking yeah. <laughs> yeah. to now managerial and leadership roles yeah. and overseeing now deployment of uh, uh, digital strategies, automation yeah. uh, and the likes. Okay. So that's been the journey and yeah. uh, very excited to follow through okay. in different sectors, NGO, financial services, automotive. Yeah. Uh, it's been brilliant. Okay. Yes. Oh, wow. um, and so how did you end up at Genghis? And what does your day job at Genghis look like? Yes. So I ended up at uh, Genghis uh, four years ago. That was mid-2017. Okay. Um, I was in a different company before then, uh, yeah. which was doing uh, purely technology deployments for uh, mobile development, mobile yeah. app development. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, once the opportunity for Genghis came knocking, um, uh, which they had approached me. So mm. I looked at what uh, they wanted to do and uh, I'd never worked in a financial services <laughs> yeah. sector, yeah. banking, investment banking, SACO, yeah. never. And uh, I used to dread it a bit uh, because I used to not be a big fan of suits, wearing suits. <laughs> and, <laughs> and as yeah. a tech, you want to be there. Yeah. So, and, and also the industry was a bit behind in terms of... Uh, efficiency automation yeah. so so i knew what i was going to get into yeah <clears throat> but i decided uh, you know sometimes you have to roll up your sleeves and uh, go in and see what you can do to improve uh, what's there yeah. 
So I decided, let me take it up uh, mm-hmm. as a challenge uh, to also uh, make myself be of value to, to, mm-hmm. to an industry and organization and see what can be done to, to see if it's possible to do it or not. Uh, yeah. You know, the only, the, there's no harm in trying. Yeah. 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 So I, I joined mid uh, of 2017. Yeah. And uh, immediately I had to formulate a strategy, uh, yeah. a technology strategy. Because first, we have to deal with first things first. And uh, my role and, and, and day, day-to-day duties actually is 2 first. Yeah. Um, uh, as per the title, Head of Alternative Channels, that's now on business development side. Okay. And then Head of Technology is now on internal technology operations yeah. and efficiencies between uh, departments and the likes. Yeah. And also the general operation of the company. Yeah. Uh, so being 2 first, I have to plan my day and make sure um, whatever needs to be running in technology, whether it's our infrastructure, whether it's our security, whether it's the alerts that, ke- that keep coming because of uh, cybersecurity monitoring, everything, there's no red light uh, in terms of downtime and all that. And uh, making sure projects that are going on, especially internal projects uh, on the internal technology uh, role, are all also at par and uh, nothing is pending as far as a deadline that was supposed to be met or yeah. if you're overshooting a deadline, you have to, you know, uh, replan or see how to uh, meet that. Yeah. Then on the alternative channel side is now developing solutions that now interface the business to the clients. Okay. So whether it's a mobile app, whether it's a web portal, whether it's partnerships with yeah. uh, different ventures. Um, so that's, that's another channel where also there are projects on that side yeah. and also almost complementing the roles, roles and duties, but now this one being external. Okay. So yes. if if I, if I if if I'm to paraphrase that, if I understand yes. you correctly, yes, the alternative channels role is basically a way of using technology to improve customer reach. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And what will be some of the highlights you've you've had like in your career, like yeah. in, over the last four years? Yeah. Because um, it's actually... mid twenty. 21. Actually, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's almost exactly it's almost four exactly years. Almost exactly four years, yes. Yeah. Um, I've had very good uh, career highlights. I yeah. think uh, as soon as I joined um, in 2018, we, sorry, in 2017, um, I think a month after I joined, yeah. uh, we did a revamp of our infrastructure. Yeah. Um, I found uh, quite old servers that yeah. were still running the, yeah. the business. And uh, of course, the, old cha- the challenges of you know, power blackouts or yeah. uh, power surges and uh, uh, servers maybe restarting because of uh, overheating or yeah. maybe the AC didn't restart when the power stripped and then the generator peaked. Yeah. So th- th- there were uh, some, some uh, uh, delays in even executing uh, our mandate to clients yeah. because if it's on a weekend and people are not in the office or... If it's after office hours, people just left at five and something happens, then either you have to wait up to the next day or you have to go back to the office uh, mm. uh, to, to solve something. Mm. So uh, one of the first things uh, that we did in the technology strategy is to now revamp this infrastructure and uh, de- redeploy a data center that's now fully cloud instead of yeah. on-premise uh, yeah. data center. And uh, at that time, we, we had various vendors who pitched um, and we settled at you know the vendor who yeah. understood what we wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, I think you're part of it uh, yeah. to some extent. And yeah. 
uh, yeah, so so we deployed a fully cloud data center within the first one month that yeah. I was at uh, Genghis Capital. And uh, it was a success. Yeah. We were also shifting offices. Yeah. Um, and, and as soon as we shifted to the new office yeah. over the weekend, uh, we deployed uh, the on-prem yeah. uh, uh, to the cloud. Uh, yeah. and, and we were able to work from the following Monday yeah. without any downtime. Of course, yeah. with the backing and support of the regulator yeah. as well as the... Uh, the Nairobi Securities Exchange because yeah. we have to, to interface yeah, with all of them. Yeah, yeah. We have to make sure we consult yeah. them and also we have to make sure that clients can be able to uh, to work and access uh, their services yeah. as, and staff can also work. Yeah. So that was a success. That was in 2017. Uh, 2018, we were actively involved in uh, building our own internal mobile app. Yeah. Um, and that one primarily wanted to make sure that Clients don't need to physically come to the office yeah. to open an account yeah. to be a client or yeah. to trade yeah. or to have a query uh, assisted or yeah. uh, or even email to ask for a statement and yeah. or call to find out what's what is a stock yeah. which one do I buy or yeah. you know what is Unitrust and all that and uh, we we opted to digitize the full onboarding uh, yeah. process um, on the mobile app yeah. which hadn't been done at the time by any player and. Uh, we went to the regulator, of course, uh, explained why we want to do it. Um, they, they, they gave us a go-ahead and uh, we were able to have the pilot uh, done within 2018. And uh, 2019, we rolled out the mobile app, yeah. um, which has been doing fantastic uh, the last two, two, three years now. Yeah. Yes. And then... Um, Adding to that, in, towards the end of 2018, <clears throat> end of 2018, early 2019, uh, our regulator was launching the, was, was preparing to launch the CMS Sandbox, yeah. uh, that's Capital Markets Authority, and uh, they invited different participants in the market to be part of the process before they even launched. So we gave ideas uh, on what we thought, you know, as uh, technology professionals, what we thought should be included and all that yeah. in 2018. So 2019, they rolled out the uh, Sandbox program the CMS Sandbox program. Yeah. And uh, one of the highlights, which is also public on the CMS site, is uh, we were the first to join yeah. the CMS Sandbox yeah. um, to, to test a solution on it, yeah. and also the first to exit, which they also gave us uh, no objection for, for the same. Okay. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And so, like, um, so I, I have a number of questions yes. off of that. Um, number one, how do you convince, so, like, part of the audience of this podcast is CIOs. <laughs> How do you convince management yes. to move from sort of like the traditional way of working where yes. like the servers are here, yeah. you know, we know we can see them yes. um, to just move into a purely cloud environment because yes. that's remarkable. Yes. yes um, and then secondly, yes. how do you convince the regulator? Yes. Because that's also another wild card. Because yes. I know that there are quite a number of residency and environment, like there's a lot of um, regulation around the environment in which you run your IT infrastructure. Yes. Um, so these are sort of like things people struggle with on a, a day-to-day -day basis. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How do you how do you handle management? How do you handle risk? Yes. Um, how do you handle uh, <laughs> the regulator? Yes. Um, while at the same time pleasing the customer, it's like a tension that's very difficult to yeah um, to, to break through. Yeah. Yeah. So. Actually, that, that was the, 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 the biggest uh, challenge that we had to, or I had to come up with a way to, to, to maneuver around. Yeah. Uh, number one is to get the buy-in of the management. Yeah. And uh, by doing so, you have to uh, 
show the benefits, yeah. uh, you know, pros and cons. Yeah. Put on-prem on this one side, yeah. uh, uh, data center on the cloud on another side, yeah. and do a <clears throat> line by line justification of why uh, A is better than B. Uh, yeah. Of course, uh, moving off uh, to the cloud is better than uh, being on-prem, and justifying how you are going to protect the data. Um, the locality, uh, quite a number of them ask you, you know, you're moving into the cloud, you don't see it rightly as you yeah. asked, you don't see the servers, how yeah. do you know yeah. uh, where it's hosted and all yeah. that. So there, there are various uh, data centers locally in Kenya yeah. that you can move, you know, your yeah. data and ho still host it within country. Yeah. Uh, number three, you know, you have to convince them about latencies, issues, uh, yeah. uh, technical skills required <clears throat> to, to, to sustain that yeah. uh, on-prem vis-a-vis uh, -vis, uh, on-cloud infrastructure. Yeah. <clears throat> the know-how that's already there in the industry yeah. of practitioners who are doing it. Uh, <clears throat> the costs, because number one thing about on-prem services, they have end of life and they have end of support. Yeah. So every three years or so, two yeah. to three years, you'll have to be changing your hardwares, you have to be upgrading your softwares. Yeah. Those are costs that you have to incur immediately as capex capital ex yeah. expenditure yeah vis-a-vis yeah, -vis, you know a, a, a cloud model where you have an opex uh, yeah. expense where just um, you're given a monthly fee that you run with uh, yeah. throughout the year and uh, you'll never have to worry about you know your hardware the, uh, and software uh, going out of uh, out of shape <clears throat> and then once you package all this um, you, you have to break it down in very simple layman uh, uh, terms to them because they're not purely tech guys to you know throw big words to them so you, you really have to uh, break it down uh once you have that that buy-in you also have to have the buy-in of the stuff because yeah. those are almost like my clients internal yeah. clients you know yeah. so you have to also talk to the staff um, you know make them understand why this is important yeah. what benefit will it even bring to themselves yeah. um, how will their work be better you know how can they uh, be able to 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 execute and and work even off the office, and then once that's done, now it's to uh, convince the board, the yeah. the board of uh, directors, yeah. um, because the buy-in has to be you know top down. Yeah. Uh, so the board of directors also need to understand why are we doing this investment? What's the need for the company? How does it align to the business goals and yeah. uh, mission of the company? Uh, does it, you know, help the company achieve the milestones that it's setting? So you show how that migration is not just to go and shout on top of the hill that I'm <laughs> a cloud-based <laughs> company, company yes, yeah. but it's actually aligning to the business goals and uh, objectives of the company. And you actually demonstrate how it, it will help facilitate or fast track yeah. uh, achievement of some of those goals. Yeah. If it's fast to market, if it's yeah. uh, quick to fail so that you yeah. learn what to do quickly, if it's deployment of applications, if it's yeah. security, yeah. Uh, all those packaged now in very simple uh, uh, ways for them to understand. Yeah. And uh, once all of this uh, is gelled in together, yeah. uh, now it's to, to the regulator yeah. um, uh, and and at the time, um, no one had done that in in the industry. Yeah. Um, so so it was a very foreign. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very foreign uh, pitch that we yeah. had to put in front of the regulator. Yeah. Um, luckily, if if you know what you're talking about and you've broken down to very simple uh, yeah. explanations to the staff, to the board, to the 
management, then to the regulators also an easier conversation because yeah. in the same simple terms, you're trying to show them you are doing an innovation still in compliance with the regulations yeah. that are there yeah. and also trying to bring efficiency yeah. and uh, uh, actually even better uh, risk management yeah. and an and audit trail yeah. for anything that the regulator needs to have a look at or, yeah. uh, uh, you know, if they need to, to trail a transaction, if they need to uh, audit a certain occurrence, it's yeah. much transparent and much easier. Yeah. Um, so so it, was a, it was a pitch that we had to do and uh, it actually got them excited and they said, you know, uh, we are not too sure <laughs> if it will work or not, yeah. but you seem to believe it will. Yeah. So we'll give you that leeway. But yeah. if it doesn't, yeah. then it will come for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. So I had to make sure then, you know, it, it I, works. It works yeah. and uh, put all the pieces and, and stuff together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we executed and it was a, gr- a great success. Yeah. In fact, uh, they, they didn't believe it's working until yeah. they had to send someone <laughs> to see physically to the office and say, yeah. are they really working? You know, yeah. is everything good? Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, the representative said, you know, this is fantastic. I think uh, yeah. this is something also that the players need to, to look at. Look and at, yeah. Uh, yeah, even the Nairobi Securities Exchange sent someone and said, yeah. hey, can you just verify, <laughs> yeah. you know, things are running there. And yeah. uh, they're, they're impressed. And uh, it actually led to some changes and uh, improvements by the regulator yeah. trying to push players to now adopt, adopt that. Yeah. And wow. uh, also by the Nairobi Securities Exchange, they yeah. now use that as a benchmark yeah. for the recent process they've been doing on the also migrating their infrastructure to the cloud. Yeah. And uh, I saw also our regulator has floated, you know, a tender to yeah. do migration to the cloud for yeah. all their services. So, I mean, we... So, you basically that. were a catalyst to exactly. <laughs> the entire industry moving. Yes, wow. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, if I, if, if I can take one thing out of that, it's just... Expectations management, yes. communica- two things rather, and yeah. communication. Totally, yes. And I'll, I'll ask another question because there are two sort of highlights yes. that I'm sort of aware of yes. um, from this. What was the impact like of mm-hmm. the adoption of technology on the bottom line of the business? Like, Did yeah. it actually lead to increased customer yeah. usage yes. or increased revenue from customers rather? Yeah. And secondly... You are one of the few who was prepared for COVID. So just talk me through what that was. And I don't think you were. I don't think anyone knew that that's what they were preparing for at the yeah, time. Yes. It's just, you know, COVID comes and somehow you are the only ones who could actually yeah. um, continue continue functioning normally. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the move to, to cloud and uh, deployment of some of the uh, products that we did, uh, the mobile app as, uh, as an example, um, it has brought tremendous um, impact to the business. Uh, number one, by the time I joined in 2017, uh, you know, our client base was about 14,000 clients. Yeah. By us moving to the cloud, and that's after about eight years of operation, yeah. uh, 14,000 clients. By us moving to the cloud uh, and deploying our mobile app, uh, as well as the uh, product that we did the sandbox program mm. with uh, at, at uh, Capital Markets Authority sandbox program. We've grown our client base uh, more than what we had. Uh, we're now having over forty thousand clients. Wow, we've t- almost tripled it. Exactly. Wow. Uh, within almost just shy of three four years. Wow. Um, compared to now, previously when we had yeah. to, you know. Uh, 
eight years doing manual process to acquire yeah. those 14,000 guys. Yeah. Uh, number two, if you look at the um, uh, volume that has yeah. moved through, for instance, the, the mobile app in 2019 and 2020, yeah. uh, we've done over you know, $1.5 million worth of transactions. Wow. Which was never there because there was yeah. never, never a mobile, mobile app. app yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that that's really amazing. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's, it's an additional uh, uh, asset under management growth yeah. uh, for the business. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, 2020 was a fantastic year, actually, for the mobile app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where yeah. we saw massive uh, adoption. Yeah. Uh, people were looking for where to interact online and digitally yeah. uh, and, and be able to put some money somewhere. And, you yeah. know, the, the people who, who are ready and functional and, you know, been making noise uh, yeah. was ourselves. And uh, it, it actually did tremendous. We, we, we had a, a budget or a target that we'd set for 2020, yeah. uh, which we did more than 300% of yeah. the target wow. of what we had budgeted yeah. for. Um, the performance of uh, the app in 2020. Yeah. And uh, I mean, if you look at now, even th just this year, um, the last five months, we've already, sup we, are, we are almost surpassing what we did the full year of 2020. Which was also which the best was year. A good year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. so, so, so it's pretty good yeah. to show that that preparation, uh, you know, gave us the opportunity and also aligned the business to, you know, the future of where, yeah. Uh, the business and financial technology is going. Yeah. Uh, on the other front, regarding uh, COVID preparation, which yeah. is actually, it, it happened, uh, you know, those are the, some of the, 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 the justifications I was giving in yeah. 2017 to yeah. the management, yeah. to the board, yeah. uh, to, to, to the Capital Markets Authority, telling yeah. them in the event of a pandemic, <laughs> 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 or a natural calamity. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you want to be able to work you, from you anywhere. Want, yeah. yeah, you want to be able to work from anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, when you have staff going to a meeting, yeah. uh, you don't need the staff to be in a meeting and call the office and say, can you check for me a statement for so-and-so so that yeah. I can advise him on a product X, Y. Yeah. No, they can have their machine there. Uh -huh. uh, so long as they have uh, internet, there's a uh, secure connection, a, virtual, yeah. a VPN connection, virtual private network connection connecting the tunnel to the uh, data center yeah. and they're able to access anything as if they are in the office. Yeah. So by that deployment uh, and already staff embracing it and, and, and yeah. using it prior to, uh, you know, what happened last year in March with the, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, the, we were already accustomed to eventuality in the event, even the office is not accessible. Yeah or uh, someone has traveled, yeah. uh, or, or you, you're even maybe, you know, you have overseas trip, yeah. uh, you, you can still be able to, you know, put on your machine, yeah. you only need internet access, and you have your secure connection and, and work as if you're, you're in the office. Yeah. So when uh, March last year came, um, with the directions that are given for people to work from home, social yeah. distancing, uh, we, 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 we just, you know, uh, had a discussion with our risk department and yeah. uh, pulled up the business continuity plan, yeah. which by, by, by yeah. the virtue of the setup of what we had yeah. as yeah as a remote ready yeah. uh, infrastructure, uh, we just now executed uh, you know the, the processes of what we had set prior yeah. um, to do the the work from home yeah. uh, deployment. 
And uh, mind you, the, the, since 2017, every year we were doing uh, uh, tests just to make sure in case something happens yeah. at the office or, or uh, you know, just regardless, in case something happens, you're able to work. Even we, had, we have a main data center and a disaster recovery center, yeah. a backup center. So we, we kept doing tests to yeah. make sure in case even the main data center is not yeah. working, yeah. you're you able can... to work off the data center for even a, the backup data center for even a week, yeah. then switch back. Although yeah. staff might not realize, yeah. but it was that seamless. Yeah. So we were very ready in terms of uh, business continuity. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, come March, we, we just gave that as a directive. Uh, guys uh, went home and everyone continued working like normal. Yeah. In fact, even as we speak, I think 90% of our employees, 95% still work from home since oh. March last year. Yeah. Yeah. And so still... do you still have a physical office? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, there's a skeleton staff that still, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, work from the office, especially those who need to do any uh, one or two customer facing yeah. uh, attendance and uh, uh, getting a few things done. Yeah. But uh, most of the things we had automated, whether it's payments to clients, yeah. whether it's uh, access to products, whether it's, uh, you know, meetings, yeah. we, we had all that sorted. So just continue with your reporting, your timelines, yeah. uh, your innovations that you're working on. Yeah. And, you know, rather than trying to scramble and run around and wonder how do, will you set up, who will access what, yeah. who, which, which laptop do you give, who, how do you set up security? Yeah. You know, we, we didn't have those problems. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And yeah. so you're basically like the gold standard for <laughs> what people see happens when you have digital transformation. Like you are able to have agility. Yes. You've generated revenue and at the same time you've saved cost for the organization. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, like, the next question is um, sort of tangentially related to this, but what, actually, it's directly related. What, what feedback, what advice would you give, like, from your experience over the years? Yes. Like, to CIOs who want to spearhead yeah. transformation. And it's kind of related to the question I'd asked you earlier. Yeah. Like, what piece of advice will you give them? Because you've, you've managed to do it in probably the most stodgy um, industry that is, you know. Um, <laughs> People still pay you in checks. Like yes. They still produce yeah, physical still checks and they, they still... Yes. But you've somehow been able to convince a regulator, an yes. investment bank, um, yes. you know, and your customers that yeah. digital fast yeah. is the way to go. Yes. So you've, you've kind of... You're the consummate CIO. <laughs> like this is what people are told a CIO should do. <laughs> yes. So what advice would you give? Like how do you... How do you, how do yeah. you how do you do what you did, uh, yeah. just in general? Because um, yeah. it's a combination of skills, like oh, knowing yes. Yes. distribution, technology distribution is a separate skill from like traditional, um, just running your tech. True. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think the advice I'll give is um, the CIOs should stop thinking of, sales, of themselves as a tech, technology person only. Yeah. Um, they should think of themselves as a, as a, business enabler, yeah. you know? So, so you're not just making sure there's networking done and yeah. there's Wi-Fi and, yeah. you know, there are new servers and softwares running. Yeah. Uh, you are more looking towards how does technology play yeah. in the space that I am in yeah. to accelerate it to achieve its targets, its timelines, mm -hmm. its uh, market share, its customer satisfaction, its growth. Um, and, and how do I marry that, uh, you know, th those, those targets, those strategies 
using technology to make it a reality. And, and how do I make it simpler so that once it's simpler, you can do more. You know, when yeah. it's, once it's complex, you do yeah. less because your yeah. head is buried under the sand trying yeah. to figure out, you know, the yeah. manual processes and yeah. headaches running around. So, so you actually get past with yeah. uh, what's happening out there because yeah. you're just focusing on your own uh, technology as a department. Yeah. So uh, I, 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 I urge them to, to, to think of themselves as uh, enablers of um, businesses to achieve their goals. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, COVID just came and proved to everyone that without technology, yeah. <laughs> uh, you yeah. are really suffering during yeah. The, yeah, the last couple yeah. of months. Yeah. And uh, in, in any field, uh, it doesn't need to be financial services. Uh, in fact, the future of uh, businesses right now is technology-driven yeah. uh, approach. Yeah. So, so CIOs need to think of themselves as drivers of the business, not yeah. just uh, a support department yeah. in the business. So yeah. once you start thinking of yourselves as the uh, drivers of the business, then you start thinking strategically. Yeah. And, and, and now when you think strategically, now you break it down into how technology plays in which yeah compartments is it at department level are you bringing efficiency whereby for instance um, instead of someone uh, going to the bank they deposit money then come to, or send an email with a deposit slip hmm. to finance yeah. then finance maybe we'll see it today or not yeah. or maybe tomorrow and then they'll check their bank statements the next day and wonder where this money coming from. <laughs> yeah then they check yeah. the emails say oh there's a deposit slip that they allocate see that's already 24 hours gone yeah. yet you can have that process automated right up to the bank level. As yeah. soon as the customer deposits, it doesn't need to send you a banking slip and all that. Yeah. Um, of course, they give a reference and everything at the bank. Yeah. That these APIs, so yeah. use an API to directly integrate to your system and it automatic, automatically receipts within a few seconds. Yeah. And uh, the customer can even see it on their, you know, on their wallet that yeah. it's receipted and they can make a transaction or a trade. Yeah. So it's, it, number one, saves even time for that finance guy. Yeah. Instead of running statements and looking at uh, emails to to do you know reconciliations, yeah. you know that that problem is gone. And uh, turnaround time for the client he doesn't have to sit and wait and call and say, "Hey, I deposited money. You guys have not allocated it, or have not confirmed, or you know." Yeah. So you you look at now how how do you help the business internally to be yeah. efficient, and then how do you also help the client to 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 see value. Yeah. being your client to see value yeah. uh, out of that and then yeah. how do you now enable now the business to align towards now yeah. um, you know the common goal of what you want to achieve because once yeah. you solve this you know pain points yeah. then you're able to focus on the business to do strategy in the long yeah. term yeah. yes oh yeah um, and, 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 and so one more sort mm -hmm. of question actually two more questions regarding yes. this yes. you're a VMware reference customer <laughs> In that yes. VMware basically saw what you've done, published, and I think I believe you presented at VMworld in 2020. Yes, I did. Why did you choose a VMware-based cloud? All right. And yeah. sort of what has your experience been with? Yes. With yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, the journey with VMware started as far back as 2017 when we were starting the journey for migration, and uh, there have been a very uh, active and uh, uh, guiding kind of a partner yeah. uh, whereby it's more of a relationship rather than uh, uh, <clears throat> you know a, 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 an organization pushing a product uh, yeah. 
by that I mean, you know, they, they, they look at what you want to achieve. Yeah. Uh, they understand your problem first. Yeah. And then they tell you, this is the option that will help solve ABC. And, yeah. and these are the options on how to go about it. Yeah. So it's been a very, um, you know, it's, it's more like a, a, a partnership towards our transformation journey yeah. rather than a vendor, you know, dumping a solution to you yeah. and you know, making <laughs> yeah, a sale. This, and, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So through that, you know, we've been having, um, for, for even additional deployments we've been doing, uh, yeah. Of course, by um, uh, even doing modern modern ap- application modernization yeah. uh, on you know on the cloud environment, yeah. you know they they give you the options of what do you need to look at yeah. and uh, what are the advantages of developing uh, an application that is cloud ready yeah. uh, on on the Kubernetes, for instance, yeah. and uh, how how do you go about it? Yeah. So it's been a very um, warm relationship uh, yeah. all through. Yeah. And uh, that's why I, I've been very proud to be yeah. uh, a referral, a reference <laughs> customer yeah. and uh, speak in the events, yeah. uh, bo- both international and local, yeah. um, at different levels. Yeah. Uh, because quite a number of times you find um, uh, there's, there's a lack, there's, there's a disconnect uh, yeah. between um, you know the, the, the vendors who are, uh, or the partners who have been mandated to do some uh, work on digitization or yeah. automation um, by not understanding the customer needs first. Yeah. So as soon as they hear you want to go to cloud, they just you know, bombard you with a whole pack of things yeah. that you know, they want to push yeah. through to you. And maybe you even don't have even any application that's Kubernetes ready yeah. or you don't have, you know, and, but you've sold it to it as a pack. Um, they also, you know, are understanding to look at our budget yeah. and, and see how do you Accommodate, you know, your requirements. Your requirements. So yeah. that that has been the the advantage, and it's yeah. a very big advantage in terms of uh, uh, building a relationship with your client, us being their client, yeah. and and working the journey to to help you achieve your dream yeah. uh, in the digitization uh, journey. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been a it's been a very good uh, relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and then the next question is, um, what yes. next? Like, what other projects are you working on? If you're free to speak about that, and who? <laughs> uh, well, I can speak at least on one, which is uh, the public domain. Yeah. Um, we did a project um, that we admitted into the Sandbox program yeah. um, in 2019. Yeah. Um, the project is called uh, Mali. Yeah. Um, CMA, the Capital Markets Authority, you know, sandbox program had just been launched and uh, we had gotten into, uh, uh, or rather one of the things that I was looking to do is uh, get number one, and in our infrastructure right. Yeah. Number two, deploy the mobile apps to enable, uh, you know, our clients to be able to digitally transact and uh, automate payments and the likes and also be able to chat with us inside the app. Then number three, uh, you know, build partnerships yeah. because that's where the, the, the synergies are going to be. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you can't do everything alone. Yeah. Uh, so one of the partnerships which we had uh, been pursuing and uh, uh, you know got to start was uh, with Safaricom on doing uh, the investments, uh, USSD mobile. Yeah. I mean mobile powered Investment. uh, investments yeah. uh, for money market. So uh, it will be the first uh, in the market. Yeah. Um, we 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 did the sandbox program, which was fantastic. Actually, 
I really applaud uh, the Capital Markets Authority for yeah. how they guided us even uh, in, in the Sandbox program. Um, mm. There's a whole document that the Capital Markets has done on the Sandbox report, which yeah. they released, uh, I think about two months ago. It's on their mm. website, on the Capital Markets Authority website, which even details the journey of what uh, we were doing uh, on the Sandbox. Yeah. And uh, they allowed us to, to, to test, iterate, uh, make changes here and there, uh, it didn't, of course, even start with the name Mali. It's explained yeah. in the document. You know, it started yeah. with a different name. Uh, we got customer sentiments and changed the name along the way. Yeah. Uh, you know, we started with the different minimums for investments. Then yeah. we realized in the market, people can do more. So we made adjustments. Yeah. So they allow you to test, iterate, make changes, yeah. uh, go back to the market, have a feel of what yeah. guys are thinking about. Then continue iterating until you get the right fit. Yeah. And uh, once we did that and achieved the milestone that we had set, uh, we, had set uh, we were able to exit the sandbox. Yeah. The advantage also being in the sandbox was that they allowed extension. At the yeah. time we asked for an extension uh, uh, while you were in the sandbox to be able to also make a few changes to the product, especially at that time for the name uh, change. Yeah. Yeah. So they allowed for the extension, and yeah. uh, we made a few changes on the name, the structure, yeah. the process, uh, yeah. just to make it uh, simpler. Yeah. Uh, small things like even timeouts of USSD. You know, yeah. sometimes if you uh, you're not too keen on you're doing something on USSD yeah. and timeouts, uh, yeah. you're locked out. So yeah. how do you increase the timeout to the maximum yeah. to avoid yeah. you know drop-offs yeah. along the way? Because we had noticed uh, that earlier. Um, yeah. So we were able to do that. We we completed and. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, we went back to the the regulator, yeah. uh, the CMA, and yeah. uh, we, we you know we we demonstrated to them. Of course, every week we used to send them uh, updates and reports, yeah. uh, and then we used to have biweekly and bimonthly meetings. Yeah. So twice a month we used to go there, uh, yeah. sit, discuss, yeah. you know, say these are the challenges, these are what the things we've learned, yeah. and uh, the advantage also is it gave us an opportunity uh, to to ask the regulator for some few changes. In regulation, to to accommodate digital uh, collecting investment schemes, yeah. digital CIS regulation, because yeah. most of what was there was uh, uh, accommodating a traditional or a manual yeah. collection investment scheme. Uh, you know, one thing I can maybe pinpoint, which actually COVID again came to prove yeah. right, yeah. Uh, is the fact that we told the regulator, you know, if we'll uh, be doing, we need to do. Uh, AGM, annual general meetings yeah. for anyone who's in a collection investment scheme like yeah. the Unitrust product, Mali. And we told them uh, we will not be able to do an AGM yeah. if this product, for instance, has 10 million clients or yeah. a million clients. There's yeah. no stadium that can hold yeah. <laughs> a million clients. Yeah. So, so we said uh, we need an exemption yeah. and, and, and a change in the regulation to allow for us to do a, a digital uh, AUM. Mm, yeah. So you do an online conference yeah. and you're able to invite, you know, the the members to be able to participate and, yeah. and run the AGM, yeah. which they obliged. Uh, they yeah. actually agreed and they said, yeah. actually, that's a good point. And yeah. that was way before COVID started. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, so as soon as COVID started and, you know, everyone was now running around with the traditional unit trust yeah. looking to do online AGMs. Yeah. But it's something we already seen, yeah. uh, you know, as the way to go. Yeah. So they were, uh, they were kind enough to, to yeah. allow that and also make a few uh, other regulatory changes just to accommodate, uh, yeah. you know, a digital-driven yeah. uh, collective investment uh, scheme. Yeah, so, so that's at least that's in the public domain. And uh, 
we'll advise of course on the official launch date yeah, uh, yeah but uh, it's a fantastic product yeah i can imagine and yes. I, i think like separately you, you really should write about <laughs> how to engage regulators <laughs> because we, we we keep seeing people running afoul of them and yes. people complaining about the yeah shackles of the regulation oh, but yes. you seem to have figured out how to, how to Yes. Yeah, how to navigate it and yeah. they seem to be like from the look of it they're very forward thinking actually they are yeah. um when i came to the industry i was also of course told uh, fear the regulator you know yeah. they don't just go there with anything yeah. technology you know they don't like technology yeah. and you know some things they won't allow um but but i said i think uh, if you have that mentality you have a, m- a mental block yeah so you might be forced to do things uh you know uh, the wrong way or yeah. as is and then yeah. something like covid comes and then you're you know scattering around yeah. like a headless person <laughs> so um it's good to 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 show that there is um proactivity yeah. and uh once i started approaching them even from the time we were starting the um cloud migration 2017 so long as you break it down to the regulator yeah and justify why yeah. and then show them you've done risk management yeah. then show them you're complying with the regulations uh, uh in whatever you're trying to do yeah. then show them the benefit yeah. even to them as a regulator and then to the market yeah. uh in general yeah. they are more than willing to accommodate yeah. listen yeah. and uh and 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 give you a go ahead or yeah. if there's something they need clarification they tell you you know yeah. give us a few minutes or a few days or you know a couple of weeks we internalize or yeah. they'll tell you you need to include x or y yeah. so that we can at least you know give yeah. you a go ahead yeah. so so it's more of like you're building a relationship because yeah. the regulator is not there to police you with a, you know can and yeah, yeah look at where you are and <laughs> yeah. you know they like maybe it's in high school and yeah. if you're not running if the yeah. teacher is standing there you yeah. know you're punished no they 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 have to actually guide the the market participants yeah. to operate of course within the regulations yeah. but it's in the best interest of the regulator to see growth yeah. and to see success yeah. so once you demonstrate that and build that relationship yeah. then uh, They, they actually now start working with you because they see you're not coming to them to show them you know they, they always are bad you yeah. as a regulator you're backward you know you're not yeah. doing that you're actually just saying there's this new <clears throat> new way of doing things yeah. these are the benefits this is how I've thought through this is how um it it falls within the regulation yeah this is how it opens up you know because all regulators want you know uh, market deepening Yeah. Uh, to 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 be relevant in the market yeah. you know to so look like they're doing their work yeah. so you also show this is how you're opening up the market yeah. this is how you're bringing longevity yeah. so that you know a regulator then want the businesses they're regulating to die yeah yeah, yeah. of course okay. the longer they're there the yeah. longer they're relevant so yeah. by working that uh, and 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 building that relationship then they they become approachable yeah uh, they 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 become they listen they yeah. even if they don't know something they'll tell you you know give us time we'll learn about we'll learn it about then we'll come back to you yeah. uh, or justify it to us or show us or walk us through yeah. uh, they ask all questions all manner of questions it's not uh, a walk in the park of course if you go yeah. there so you must know what you're doing yeah. but uh, they, they are willing to listen they don't victimize they yeah. they, they they really give you a, a good hearing yeah. um even by the time they were doing the sandbox program before they launched they invited participation and yeah. to give comments and 
I, I was very happy to see that they actually implemented yeah. uh, you know, the, the, the sentiments that were aired by different players on yeah. what to include. And uh, when they see that you are doing something progressive, yeah. um, they also encourage you, yeah. um, uh, of course, to play within the regulations or to advise what changes yeah. needs to be done in regulations to accommodate okay. a few things that yeah. you're doing, which is very, very positive. Yeah. And uh, if people understood uh, the advantage of yeah. having a sandbox program yeah. in a regulator, yeah. regulatory environment, yeah. you'll take full advantage of yeah. digital transformations, accelerations, yeah. testing. Yeah. And it's not a must to go to the sandbox to have a success. You can yeah. go there, test, fail, so that yeah. you know this thing will not work before you take it to market. Yeah. So, uh, rather than take it to market and fail, and then yeah. you have issues here and there, yeah. so it's it's a very it's it's a brilliant thing, and it's yeah. a, it's it's a good thing for people to embrace uh, yeah. the regulator and uh, you know have them as friends rather than enemies. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. In progress, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, final question: um, What yeah. opportunities do you see in the markets yeah. that you feel people should um, yes. take advantage of? Uh, there is a lot of opportunities. There yeah. is a lot of opportunities. Number one. Even us, uh, despite looking like we've done quite much, uh, we've not even scratched the surface yet. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot we've, you know, there's there's a lot of emerging technologies. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's blockchain technology, which is you know the, the big hype right yeah. now, um, and it's not just a hype. Uh, I think the adoption is 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 happening to some extent in uh, different yeah. sectors. Um, even if you look at uh, overseas. Uh, uh, banks are yeah. adopting it. Uh, yeah. HSBC, St uh, Stanchat, overseas yeah. um, are adopting blockchain for some of their functions to just facilitate, I mean, I mean accelerate um, uh, the way they do things. Yeah. Um, there's uh, data mining, data yeah. analytics. You know, yeah. There's a lot of data that sits with these institutions that have been in operation for, I don't know, 10 years, 20 yeah. years, 30 years, that they don't mine that yeah. data. The, for instance, you can be a client. Um, you know, people think KYC, know your, know your client is just onboarding. Yeah. Uh, KYC is actually knowing your client after you've onboarded. Yeah. So, so how do you know when he deposits money, yeah. how frequent, yeah. how much does he uh, uh, withdraw around what time, yeah. what are his uh, uh, interests, uh, yeah. does he like um, you know shares or stocks investment does it like bonds does it like so how do you educate them on that uh, yeah. line how do you uh, walk them through to understand um, you know the, what's happening and uh, what you're also doing yeah. so 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 knowing your client now becomes you look at now those behavioral characteristics from yeah. the data that you have yeah. uh, so that's also something that's to that to a great extent not happening yeah. uh, or not happening yet uh, there's AI, artificial yeah. intelligence. Um, there's a lot that can be done on artificial intelligence side, uh, from onboarding to internal business processes to interaction with your clients to having, if it's you know chatbots to to, to respond to basic questions um, or to query and give you a response. You, you know, I need my statement and all that, and you know it validates and gives you feedback. Um, this gaming, gaming is yeah. picking up a lot yeah. uh, across the world. Yeah. Um, you realize, uh, for instance, in Africa, you know, the, the population uh, is mostly um, between 18 to maybe 28, yeah. the largest population that's yeah. growing. Yeah. 
and uh, these people are gamers they like yeah. gaming they, you know they 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 like they like interacting to have a look and feel of something before yeah. um either they get in or uh, before they understand it yeah um and and that translates even to kids now yeah kids a kid cannot be talking yeah. but can open your code on your phone yeah. or swipe a tablet and yeah. find the game that they're yeah. looking at or the particular application yeah. so how do you bring that into yeah. the the environment of investments or yeah. interaction with customers yeah. um there's augmented reality happening how do you you know and show someone you know this is the journey in yeah. investments that you need to do if you started 10 years ago 20 years ago yeah. this is what would have happened i mean covid got people off guard and people realized i need to be having savings or something yeah. on the side and not to move up country when uh, you know a pandemic hits suddenly yeah. and then you realize okay I, i hadn't seen if you know in augmented reality it can even take you to see 10 years ahead if you yeah. did x yeah. what would have happened yeah. or uh, if you did y or yeah. If you put money aside and invest it in a business yeah. what will have happened so yeah. there's, there's so much that's still not uh, happening in the in the sector even yeah. as some of us we've just started doing and yeah. uh, that's that's the direction of uh, uh, opportunities that I think companies should uh, focus on because yeah. you know if you're still like running legacy systems you're still on premise yeah you you you're really you're killing your business okay <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah. so you this if there's all these things that even you know most companies are not doing but that's yeah. the future yeah so the, once you implement them there's so much opportunities and uh, uh you know clients the new clients who are coming up yeah. how are you preparing your organization to serve them you know yeah. the, the the people who are growing up with tablets as kids i yeah. mean some of us we started seeing phones in yeah. campus and yeah. you know later on and computers interacting maybe in high school yeah. or campus but these kids learn those things yeah. before even going to kindergarten before even speaking yeah. so how are you accommodating that whole generation that's coming up yeah. in the future or longevity of the business yeah, yeah so uh, those those are the opportunities that i see in the sector and yeah. uh, uh, the accelerations that need to 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 happen yeah. yes So thank you so much uh, Jeremiah for the wide ranging conversation and quite a number of lessons and everything from innovation to regulation to business. Yes, thank you. Um I'm yeah. definitely looking forward to having you on again after cup, after some time. Anytime. Okay. I'll be glad to. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you for tuning into the Pure Infrastructure podcast. There will be episodes every two weeks. See you next time.